Blog Talk Radio. Turn back around 
help the next one in line. Always stay humble and kind. We're live here on Journey into the Light Spiritual Radio. Also streaming live here on Facebook. Um, and we got a great guest on here on the show. Rachel Thompson Phillips is back, psychic medium from down under Australia. Yes. Did I tell it? Do you know that at Australia right now, it is already Wednesday morning? Do you know that? <laughs> the same world. We haven't even had dinner yet, and they are already waking up. <laughs> we haven't even slept yet. <laughs> and I just got off earlier my uh, L.A. show. And in L.A. right now, it's only 3 in the afternoon. It's crazy. My co-host in uh, Hawaii, it's only 1 o'clock. That's the craziest thing. But anyway, <laughs> I digress a little bit. Anyway, call on in. Rachel Thompson Phillips is my guest. And I just wanted to say 347-884-8245. That song, I love that song. If you listen to the words, always stay humble and kind. And if there's anything to put on my tombstone, it would be that, that I always try to stay humble and kind, kind to everybody and leave the ego out of it. So many times people... Even the spiritual field, it's sad to see the ego come into it. Um, You know, oh, I want to be the headliner today. I don't want to share the stage with anybody. No, I don't want to do a roundtable. It's really sad. It's it's sad. It's, It's about helping everybody, isn't it? I mean, that's what spirituality is. Helping your brothers and sisters. A lot of times I think people forget the meaning of, of spirituality. What does it mean? If you asked a person and you quiz people, I would think more than half of the people would say, "That's well, that's being a psychic. That's being a medium or a spiritual radio host. No, it's not. It's loving your brothers and sisters. Treat people as you would like to be treated. Um, is it not? So, Anyway, that's why I love that song uh, in so many ways. And um, and if you would like to support our homeless mission, Love in Action, that goes hand-in-hand hand with spirituality, right? Um, it's, it's awesome work to help people. Um, you can definitely um, go ahead and um, make a donation to the homeless mission, Love in Action. Um, and if you need the link, let me know. You can use GoFundMe or PayPal, and you can make a donation of any amount. Helps definitely any amount. Um, uh, what we we try to do, if you can, is if you we'll give you a, a extended time on the show. If you donate forty nine dollars to the homeless mission, we'll give you a fifteen minute reading tonight, right now. Either this show or the show coming up tonight with Media Michelle, which we only have two spots for that late show tonight left. And there's a 15-minute membership uh, readings tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern. So let me know. I'm, in, I'm live on Facebook right now, and you can put all the questions you want in there um, to let me know. 
um, what you want, you know, what links you need, what you want to do. And the phone number again, 347-884-8245 to call in. If you want to speak to my guest, press one. And if you want to just listen, you can call in as well. Okay. All right. So there you go there. And, um, all right. So let's go to our switchboard now. And, um, uh, let me click here. Okay. And let's bring in from down under Rachel Thompson Phillips. Welcome back, Rachel. Hey, Michael. How are you, love? Doing good. How are you doing? Very well. We have had a massive deluge of rain over the last couple of days, so it's been quite different considering a week ago we had this amazing sunshine and now there's nothing but rain and wind everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. As you head into spring, right? Yeah, we're moving into spring. So, like yeah. you guys, I mean, we certainly haven't had um, the, you know, the shifts of Mother Earth like you guys have to the degree that uh, you soon become aware of when there is a dramatic change in the weather temperature that it, it, you start to see that similarities of what happens for people as well at that same time as Mother Earth has its own shifts, the humans do as well. So... Yeah, it's amazing the earth changes we've had here in the States, which I'm sure you've seen. You know, we haven't talked in a while. And I'm glad you're back. You know, the I want to get your viewpoint on it is, you know, these what you, your thoughts, you know, these major, huge, you know, historic hurricanes. And then you get the big earthquake in um, Mexico City. Uh, you got these, you know, horrible fires in California, you know, unprecedented. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts with that? I like to think that, as I just mentioned before, when Mother Earth goes through its own shifts, so do we as humans too. I think we as humans have somehow lost our way and made it made our journey all about our own self rather than having a community mindset. And I think when there is massive disasters like it does at the moment, it brings that community aspect into people because you know, colour, creed, race, religion, none of that stuff that people on a day-to-day basis basis can get consumed by no longer exists because it just becomes about people helping people. And I think that removes a lot of all of that um, repression and, and aggression that sometimes we can have as humans about different groups of people. And I think it's a really great way of cleansing the earth as well as us humans all at the same time so it makes us start to recognize what really is more what really is important in this life and it is just about as you said like being kind and being generous and being there for people whereas we have become a community of people where it's about greed and material possessions and this at the end of the day when these kind of things happen and houses may go and all of your material possessions are gone, <clears throat> it's very, very devastating, don't get me wrong, but no one can take your memories away that are stuck in your heart. It brings in through a different perspective for those people that are there and for the people, even if you're not involved in that directly, when you see those kinds of disasters on the on the news or anything like that, you, your heart just goes out to hoping that every person is fine. And so therefore, they bring so much more love 
back into the earth. And so I think that is why I've always believed that these, why these certain shifts occur is for us as humans. We are very, very complicated and complex, but yet we're very, very simple. And if we have the solid foundation of that kindness and love and appreciation and respect for one another, then we have a solid foundation and somehow that seems to have got lost along the way. So I like to think that these national disasters happen for that reason, to bring us back to the simplicity of living. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I didn't want to change your topic or anything, but I just want to get your perspective. Um, definitely think what you put out, the Mother Nature is going to come back and respond, and there's just... Uh, you know, just so much, especially here in the States, and, and you see that uh, so much of this earth changes here in the States. There's so much uh, just just bad energy being put out for not this past year, uh, but last, uh, gosh, years, last several years at least. I think there has been a beautiful change because there are so many people that are working towards wanting a a new reality. You know, there's so many people out there that are now working towards, you know, helping other people and doing a lot of community work. And even this industry is, you know, it, it, there is a big portion of what we do in the spiritual industry is to help others. So I think that there is a much bigger community of that kind of people and, and there is a lot more of a shift occurring for people in that direction. And I think this, uh, when these disasters happen, it just speeds up that process to bring people more into an alignment with one another. So, um, you know, because I remember when I was a kid, whenever you say that sentence, it always makes you feel so old. But when you were a kid, you like everyone in the neighborhood knew everyone, and all the kids just played together, and all the parents knew each other. And if something went wrong, it was nothing for you to go next door and ask the neighbour, hey, have you got, can I borrow your lawnmower? Mine's broken or this is not working. Can you help me with that? And it was, you would have thought nothing of it. Whereas to the end, it's not like that everywhere anymore. Everyone's become very much self-consumed and there's a lot of fear out there. So when we have these kind of disasters, it removes away the fear. We don't even look at the fear and we don't look at people as in, where they've come from or what colour they are or what their religion is, we get straight back to the reality of just we are just people and how each person chooses to experience that is up to them and no one should be judged for that. So it removes judgment and it takes away fear and it brings back in more love and compassion and empathy for other people and a new perspective in which to be able to, you know, see. I think we get to actually see each person for who they are rather than um, seeing them based on labels that have been attached. So I think as much as it seems incredibly sad for, you know, people that are definitely caught up in those kind of things, they, they experience so much loss. And that's very, very sad. But I think it is soon replaced with, um, you know, those finer things like gratitude of just knowing that, you may, that, you've, that you're alive, that you have your family members or that you can help someone else and seeing that gratitude on that person's face when you have helped them. Um, there was a thing on the news last night. It was a very small snippet that I'd seen, and it was um, two guys, and they had left the fires, and at that time their dog had got scared and it had run off and they couldn't, couldn't get to their dog, and they'd actually come back after all of the fire 
and they were hoping that their dog was still there. And you should have seen, like, as they came around the corner to where their house was and they were calling out for their dog, they just had tears streaming down their face. They just couldn't believe that their dog had survived. And, and that's the kind of, you know, joy and happiness and, and um, gratitude that we have that we start to realise that all of these material positions that we have soon become irrelevant um, and that, you know, those final little things just really do open out and expand our heart. So it was really touching actually seeing these two guys, just how overwhelmed they were by just making, just knowing that their pet was saved. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree with you. And you see a lot of that because there was, um, I think with the floods, there was lots and lots of people that had to evacuate very quickly and they couldn't get their pets either. And then there was a whole group of people that went in with boats and they were just collecting every single animal that they could, even horses. I saw some people, they were like getting the horses to swim to safety. Um, and you just think, yeah, like to, to a person that has a pet, it's to lose their pet is profound. So to have someone think about not only other humans safe, but then going back to make sure that the animals were safe. I thought that was really, really beautiful. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's uh, and it's what you know. That's a great point because out of tragedy, you know, goodness always comes, and that is what yeah. you know. As we saw, you know, with you know, and that <clears throat> the animals, and then you know, different groups. You know, everybody came together. There was no walls up. There was no races. Everybody came yeah. together. Black, white, yellow. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was. And even this newscaster said, "Look at this. Look how." Look at the beauty of this. So mm. that's what yes. I mean. I think natural disasters bring us back to um, the reality of who we are at a core level, which is we are we are kind, we are generous, we are all beautiful people. But sometimes we get consumed by fear and doubt and this and have to have this and like social media and just the media in general of what they feed um, society in general and it keeps a lot of people in a lot of fear-based thoughts uh, that then gets eradicated in national disasters and it brings people together and I think when you see that it's like truly truly amazing because uh, when you had the floods there was uh, this picture on um, Facebook and it was just Hundreds and hundreds, you couldn't even see the, to the end of the line of how many people were coming into that location of where the, where the um, floods were and every single person that was in this line along your guys' freeway were every single person that had a boat. Anyone that could just go and help someone and they didn't even need to be asked, they just jumped into action and I just think, you know, those are those moments that we can replace a loss with with gratitude and we don't think about ourselves we think about how we can help others and it really does bring out the true essence of the person when you can just give unconditionally because you are really wanting to make sure that that person is taken care of in a time that is really sad and I think when you see things like that really it just does open and and expand the heart and makes you realize that there is goodness within every single person yeah, definitely. There is goodness in everybody, yeah. for sure. 
And just um, it just doesn't, mm-hmm. you're not you're not a better person if you have more material possessions. You're not a better person if you have, you know, done more than someone else. A person is a person, and every person has these emotions and these thoughts and these feelings and experiences. That we all, you know, we all have stories. We all have moments that we can, you know, I always say you never get to a certain age without, you know, experiencing. Some terrible things in our life and we all have them but when we can just move past that and just be there for each other I think there is there is something truly beautiful that comes out of disasters I agree I agree I you know I saw it in my own disaster four years ago new, new people may not have known but uh, four years ago my family was hit by an f5 tornado here in the spring in Oklahoma where we get a lot of tornadoes and we had uh, previously uh, escaped and we've been lucky but this time of course you know luck runs out after a while or you know whatever it is um, but out of that tragedy of um, you know being luckily we were out of the house uh, but then, you know, eight hours later, you finally get to your home and you're surrounded by the National Guard. You're told, you know, you got basically 15 minutes to grab things and go. It's a sad moment. It's, it's not easy. But through that, you know, just people bringing water, uh, a, a husband and um, a dad and a son brought around sandwiches and water just that it just brought tears to my eyes not like I needed the sandwich at the time but just for the fact that people came out and when you go through tragedy you feel so vulnerable uh you really do and um so definitely I saw it firsthand so that's that's a great point yeah and and I think that's where we start to to move away all of the crap and all the the layers of things that really aren't very relevant at all. Yeah, definitely. Um, Rachel was, I didn't mean to shift your topic, was um, it just came up. Was there anything else you wanted to get out there before we go to callers? Um, I think we've chatted for a while now, so it's okay. I'm probably just Just going very, very quickly. Just something that I'll probably just say very quickly is we have a new moon that is appearing. It'll be on the 20th of this month, so in a few more days. And a new moon is about setting intentions of things that you want to create in your reality. Most of the times we can think about all of the things that we don't want and we don't spend enough time to think about what it is that we do want. So with the new moon, it's a really nice time to just sit and just reflect in on and just see what is it that you would like to invite and manifest or create in your world right now. And set that intention for the 20th of this month and then look at things and ways in which that you can make that, start making those things become a reality. So I think that's probably the most important thing for, you know, what I was just going to talk about this week. So don't forget, 20th of this month is the new moon. It's time about setting intention, about manifesting and start aligning yourself with the direction of where you want to go. So um, very, very cool time to reshift our focus on what it is that we do want in our world. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so we're going to go to calls now, and like I've been telling the uh, Facebook uh, people in the chat room, if you share out this post five times or more in spiritual groups, I'll bring you 
uh, up on the line as far as one of the next ones out there because you know there's a lot of people out there that need help like this and they may not see this post i mean you'd be surprised even though i've done this 10 years every single day there's people like wow i'm so glad i found your show and your guests i didn't know about it and i really needed help so uh, I think that's a good idea. One of my uh, listeners suggested we try that. Okay, great. Okay, let's go to our first caller then here with Rachel Thompson Phillips from Australia. Um, let's go to beautiful state of Colorado and bring in Crystal to the show. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey, we're doing good. You're doing good? Yeah, I'm doing? doing good. I'm doing better. <laughs> Hi, great. Crystal. How are you, love? Good. How are you? I'm well, thank you, love. How can we help you, love? Um, I I was wondering if you had any messages for me. Okay. Um, the the card that comes up and the first thing that comes up for me with you is the lack of trust. I feel like um, whenever you go to make a decision, um, you don't trust yourself enough, and you then start looking out externally out to other people to help make a decision for you. Um, and what that does is that when we look outside of ourselves to get other people to help us around the decision-making process, is that we they're going to make a help me make a decision based on their perception of what's going on for you, whereas your perception is the only perception that's really really important. So I would look at ways in which to, because I really believe that you get um, you just. There's this thing called clear cognizance and it's an ability where we just know something. We usually feel it deep inside of our gut or this real quietness that comes over us when we know that we are on track or that we're making the right decision. And if you can hone in more on that particular skill, it's going to help build more and more confidence around you. And you will start to see that there are lots of things that are aligning whenever you want to make a decision around anything because... Um, I feel like you have always had this gift, but you've just never actually seen it. And it's great when you're feeling awesome, but I'm feeling like you're not feeling so on top of the world right at the moment. And so therefore be easy to be, to allow so much doubt to come through. So just focus on what it is that you do want and then just work towards that direction of where you want to be, love, is the biggest advice okay. I can give to you at this point. Okay. And, um, I'm I'm wondering, I have money on the way and I have an attorney dealing with it. Do you see anything on when that's supposed to come in? I don't see that coming in for a couple more months, love, um, within the next sort of three, three or so months. Okay. So, um, and even when it does come through, uh, the thing that comes to mind is be really selective on how you choose to um, use it um, because I think sometimes we can purchase things or do certain things that it feels good at the time, but then we sit back in hindsight and go, I wish I'd done that a little bit differently. So whilst you've got this opportunity to wait until it comes through, think about how it is that you would like to use it and then just check in with yourself and see if it feels right for you before actually doing it. Okay. All right. I wanted to I wanted to purchase purchase or put a down payment on a house with it. Yes, definitely. Then you're on the right track, love. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. But just think about 
um, think about what it is that you want in a property. What's going to make you really happy? I feel like you've had a vision of a house since you were a little girl. Um, I, I have. I actually had like a, a dream last of, night. Mm, yep. So um, I'm not sure. Uh, to me, it sort of looks like, I know you sort of have all of those um, different names for houses over there. So um, I'll give you sort of an idea of what I'm sort of talking about. To me, it sort of looks like cabin type looking style log type older type home, but a very homely home. Um, older style, I think he's call it crown moulding and more of that um, type of style of home. Um, and I, I don't actually feel like you want some great big monster of a home. I think I, I see you in something actually smaller than what you had actually originally thought, but it's been a beautiful energy you'll be able to know when you walk into it because it will just immediately feel like home and it'll feel exactly like the image and the feeling that you were first shown when you were little so that's what I'm saying learn to hone into that energy of trusting your instinct because it will come in very very handy when going to purchase this property okay yeah right. I had and a dream about a two-story log cabin last night there you go <laughs> yeah mm. yeah so okay. that's exactly on track. Okay, so okay. remember what I said. Don't always look for other people to give you an opinion because even if you were to show someone what you want, someone would go, oh, what about this and what about that? And I think at this point where you're not feeling so great and you've been through quite a rocky road recently, it's very easy mm -hmm. for you to start thinking, oh, maybe they're right. Stay true to what you think is really important. Even if you start getting a list and just writing down, um, even just going through the image that you've seen in your dream last night and start, even if you see if you can draw it and get a feel for it and those kind of things. So when you start looking for it, you've got that there and that your opinion and your decision is not going to be altered by someone else. Okay. All right. Then it was wonderful talking with you, Crystal. You too. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Crystal. Take care. Much love you to too, you. Michael. Okay. Let's go next here with Rachel Thompson Phillips from Australia. Uh, let's go ahead and bring on Nicole. Guys, quiet. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Do you have a question that you'd like to ask, love? Yes, I do. Um, I'm having marital problems. Is there anything that I can do to help them, or is it about time for everything to end? Um, the first impression, I'm trying to defend this. I, I will call it as I see it, love. Okay, I feel like you're trying to, um, I think you're an incredibly strong woman. I want to really make that very, very clear. And when you are a really strong woman, you're always really determined to um, make things go right. And sometimes right doesn't mean that it's the right thing overall. It's just the right thing at that time. I think you're trying to make a situation work that I feel like you just both of you are at different stages in your life right now and rather than seeing what's actually going on underneath of that level um, I feel like you're sort of tearing each other apart and and I feel like that's really not going to help either of you because I feel like if you've actually really took the time to actually sit down and bring a lot of honesty to maybe what's 
what you would really want into your futures, I'd say that that would be quite differently. And if you give each other that permission to be free of that, I feel like you could still maintain an awesome friendship and still be there for your children and still, you know, because a lot of the time, sometimes um, divorces or separations don't always go so great and the children are the ones that suffer. So I think, as I said, like you guys really have an opportunity to do things differently and to allow your children to understand that even if you aren't together doesn't mean that you still can't be great parents in their world. Um, and I feel like you have so many dreams and desires that's only been held back by this decision in the first place. So once you make the decision on what it is that you want, then you're going to be able to move forward, love. And then you're going to be able to, once you've over done that I think you've been putting so many things that you've always dreamed about on the back burner through due to being married and due to having children and we all do that and it's um I feel like there's something that's within you that's going I would really want something for myself so that you feel fulfilled and the moment that you feel fulfilled is the moment that that just brings a whole beautiful new dimension back to parenting because if you're happy your children are happy right you okay, it, does. it seems that no matter what I try, he doesn't put in as much as I do. But is that a, is that enough for you, love? He doesn't put in enough at all. No, what I mean, is that good enough for you? Is that a level in which you want to be able to maintain a relationship? No. So what? I'm not, not happy and it's not fair. So is there an opportunity for you to maybe decide on a different decision and still come together as great friends and still be great parents. Because remember, I hope there's, so. there's always more than one way to be able to achieve your outcome. And I think when we are parents, we just want to be the best parents and we want to live with someone that truly gets you and loves you. And it doesn't mean that everything's going to be peachy cream because that's unrealistic, but you want to be able to feel like you are both together in the same journey. And if it's not like that, then that's okay but there are other ways in which you can go about still maintaining being great parents and still living what's really important for yourself rather than forcing and trying to make someone do what you want to do or you trying to force a situation because you think it's the right thing to do. Because we, it doesn't matter how much we evolve, there's still this um, prospect that we feel like we have failed if, if our relationships don't last. Yet we evolve so much that we're not the same person. Look, I've been with my husband for 30 years and we're certainly not the same people that we were when we first got together. Um, and, you know, it's some, some, it's sometimes the evolution you can do together and sometimes the evolution can sometimes mean that in that moment it was beautiful. You know, you have these wonderful children that you've had with this, um, with your, with your pre, with your partner that you have at the moment. Allow those memories to stay untarnished. Sometimes, when we hold on for way too long, our memory bank only wants to hold on to the pain and the suffering and the hurt. And then, the moment we, as humans, are designed to go into attack mode if we feel um, that any of those elements are getting. Uh, pushed and so therefore our memory banks can only get filled with darkness and that's not true to you because for a long time you guys had a really wonderful relationship so let your mind focus on that love and if it doesn't work it doesn't mean that there's nothing it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with either of you it just means that maybe your time together has come to an end and whilst we hold on to something we don't give room for the next part of your journey to evolve 
right? Oh, it's, just, it's hard to stomach. I mean, it's been almost 15 years. It's uh, it's definitely not. I, sometimes I wonder why we as humans are put together as couples. <laughs> like, not from a horrible perspective, but I mean, like, when you love, you love so unconditionally. And then if it doesn't last, it's... Uh, you, you feel like the world is coming to an end and it can right. be the hardest and most difficult thing in the world to go through and then especially when there's children involved the decision process doesn't always just come about what it is that you want you need to be really considerate of the children and so therefore we I think as women we try harder when there's children involved because we want our children to have two parents that are together um, because society has told us that is the right way to do it. Yet I have seen couples that have managed to, um, that have not lasted the distance, but have maintained the most amazing relationship together as friends. And even if they've moved on later on and both had partners, they together are still raising beautiful children that I feel unconditionally loved from their parents. And that that's, what parenting is all about, love, is just your children know you love them and that's all that matters. And if you're happy, they will be happy. Now, you're not going to feel awesome for a little while due to the, what's going on in your world, but there will come a time. Remember, in darkness, there is always light. It just depends on where you put your focus, love. And just know that you will go through a bit of a grieving process. You, you, you don't spend 15 years with someone and, and not have that. So give yourself that permission to shed all those tears of the sadness. But then also remember that there will be someone when the time is right that will enter into your world and and you'll be ready to love again. Thank you. It's my pleasure, love. I wish you all the very best, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Okay, thanks for your call, Nicole. And before we go to our next call, Rachel, do you want to tell the folks how people can reach you? No problem. Um, I can be found on Facebook under Rachel Thompson Phillips. The spelling can be found on the um, Blog Talk Radio because it's, it's a long name. Um, I also can be found on my own website where the links are also attached on the Blog Talk Radio there and please feel free if anyone wants to jump on and send me an email um, to rachel at rachelthompsonphillips.com okay very good all that list listed here on the show page as well and rachel will be back next week here at this same time so write it down tell your friends um let's go next then to um angie on the show online thank you angie you're on live with rachel hi Hello. Hi, Angie. How are you, love? Good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How can we help you? Um, Where's my relationship going? Okay, Doug. The very the card that pops up in pathways, which is happiness. Um, I feel like it's a bit of an echo going on here. So, um, the thing that seems to come to pass is I feel like you're very unhappy in your own self. I feel like. Uh, things aren't matching up the way that you would like to be and so therefore it's going to have um, a domino effect into your relationship. Um, I feel like at this point that you feel unhappy in more than just the relationship area of your world, that there's a few other areas in your world where you're not feeling so awesome as well and so it's sort of becoming a bit of a catapult for you at this point. 
Um, the Pathways card is about being able to, and I feel like sometimes um, this relationship is you're starting to feel like other relationships haven't worked. So you're starting to see this like uh, the human brain is designed to go looking for evidence to support whatever choices that we make. And if we have a collection of areas in our world that are all matching up, we start to think that, it, well, if I haven't got, if all of my relationships haven't worked, maybe I'm supposed to be single and end up like a cat lady. Um, and it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be like that. Um, because you, once you make up your mind, uh, you're very, very, inc- one thing I really am a very admirer is that once you make up your mind, there's no going back. So, but in this case, in this case, I don't think that's going to work to your benefit. Okay. I think remove all of the past old shitty stories that you've been telling yourself about relationships and start mm-hmm. this one fresh. If you want this one to work, you have the potential of really making it work really, really, really well. But you, it's like your perception filter for this relationship is all based on all the other crap ones you've had previously. And so, therefore, that means that there's a lot of expectation that this person is supposed to lead up to, and that's not fair on that person. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, they're just old stories, love. So if, even if you've had not great past relationships, You've learned something mm-hmm. new and that's what's taught you to be incredibly strong and very, very determined. But now it's time within this relationship to let that defense down. It's like, okay. you're, on, it's like you're on guard all the time, waiting for it to fall apart. So that means that you're then prepared for the next. And if you go in with a yeah. defense mechanism like that, you've already set yourself up for fail because all you're doing, as I said, is your brain is searching for evidence to let you know that it's not working. Now, yeah. give yourself a break, let all of those past experiences go and shift that perception and see this relationship based on this relationship only. Okay. Okay. And you're not the same person anymore either. So remember that some of the past experience and past relationships, you've been a very, very different person than what you are now. So you don't need to have that yeah. defense up all the time I think that it is better to have love and lose than never love at all and if you're in a defense mechanism all the time you're never truly present and you're not truly loving a person because you're always waiting for the ass then to fall out we've been together for 11 years mm -hmm. yeah and 11 years you know how to you you know how to annoy each other in two seconds flat (laughs) yeah you know each other's (laughs) pain points you know how you know what each other's triggers are so but I feel like Um, there are I think this relationship is also bringing up a common theme for you of having a built-in defense mechanism in other areas in your world and I feel like this isn't the only place that's making you unhappy in your world it's just that where you're bringing all your unhappiness to is to the relationship rather than seeing that there's Mm -hmm. other areas that um, to me it's just like some of the other areas in your world like career friends fun I feel like you don't have enough uh-huh. fun if you're very stifled and very um, restricted and so much responsibility and pressure sits on you I think if you actually have a look in those other sectors in your world and look at how you can do some like what they call like soul housework and have a look and be really truthful and go what's working and what's not and get rid of what's not and spend more time on the things that are it's going to bring in so much more joy and so much more happiness and so therefore you're going to be a happier person that you can bring to the relationship. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. No problem. You take care, love. You too. Bye.
Okay, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. A lot of uh, callers here today. We do appreciate all of you trying to get through as many as we can. Don't forget about the mediumship reading tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern with Medium Michelle Fletcher. Let's go to area code 910. Welcome. You made it. Can we get your first name? Shira. Shira. Welcome. Hi, love. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. You? Good, thank you. How can we help you today? Uh, I don't really have questions. No problems then. So you're just wondering if there's any message out there for you then? Yeah. Okay then. The card that comes to mind is called Pieces of the Puzzle. It just means that um, just before we're about to really make some really great things occur in our world, we can start to feel like things aren't matching up. And so we can tend to quit on certain circumstances. And we, it's like um, just before we're about to achieve a really big goal, if we are not seeing evidence of that happening, we start to think that it's not working and then we give up. This is the time when this card comes up that it says it's not time to give up. It's time to just keep going in the direction that you're going because things are unfolding, even if you can't see them. Just keep going because that's really important at this time. Um, and it's usually an indication that your energy levels are feeling quite low and it's quite easy to move into a space of feeling doubtful. Um, and this is the time just to sit back and regroup. And especially with the new moon coming up on the 20th of this month, it's really important. I would say, say to you that it would be a really great cue for you to look at um, what it is that you do want in your world because I feel like you have the ability to manifest things very, very quickly. Uh, I think sometimes just because they don't come the way that you would like them to actually be delivered, um, sometimes you think as, as, as that it hasn't worked when it actually has. Um, and what I mean with that is that, um, say, for example, you let's, I'm just going to use this as a really outlandish example. Say you were planning on, you know, wanting a new car, but in your mind you actually wanted, like, a BMW and it came and it was a Mercedes, you'd go, well, I didn't actually get the car that I wanted, so it didn't work. When really it still worked, it was just different than what you first originally set out. So... Um, yeah, just get really clear and concise about what it is that you want in your world and just know that you have the potential to make it come to fruition very quickly, okay? okay. And don't, don't let the doubt consume your thoughts. Focus on all the... It's like that saying where you focus becomes your attention. So if you just spend more time and energy focusing on the, all of the things that you would like to invite into your world, know that you have the potential to make it all come about very, very quickly. So be mindful as into what it is that you want. So that's why I suggest to sit down and write a list on what it is that you do want because sometimes we can consume our minds with a lot of noise um, that when they actually do come to fruition, they're really not that important when you could have actually put the time and energy into something else that really did mean the world to you. So be careful what you wish for, love. But just know that um, everything will fall into place beautifully for you. All right. Great. You have a wonderful week, and um, thank you for calling through. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for your call there. We thank everybody. Let's uh, see um, who else we can quickly get in here. Ellie, uh, 361, you made it, darling. Go ahead, please. Awesome. I'm here. Okay. Hello, Do you have a question you? for Rachel? Okay. Yes, Rachel. 
so I, I lost my best friend. I, uh, it's been two years, August, but I'm having trouble getting past that. And I just came through a spine surgery, and I find that it's even brought me more down. And I'm wondering if I'm going to get past this. Mm-hmm. What is it the most that you miss about um, your friend? Everything. His passing was sudden, so I wasn't there. So that makes it harder. Yeah, so you feel I, like I you just had want... an opportunity to say goodbye. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can, I t- have total empathy for you in that respect. My father, when he passed away, he just dropped dead in a driveway. <laughs> no, none of us even knew there was anything wrong. Um, and when you're left with, when you're left behind with all of the moments to sit back and think, I never had an opportunity to say this or this or this to that person. I hope they know that I feel this, 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 this way about that person. The one thing I can tell you, love, and I know you know this, is that just because they're not here in a physical format doesn't mean your friend is giving and delivering you messages all the time, but you're so consumed by um, the grief that you don't see that your friend is relaying messages back to you. Do you um, notice that like photo frames move around in your house? I had one photo frame actually. Uh, Do they just feel like they've been turned or does it look like someone's like, like, move them from the angle that they are or some of it occasionally feel like one may be left laying flat down and you'd be able to go logically in your head oh I wonder who did that did I knock that over there was one time that I came home from my neighbors and a picture was laying on the floor that has been in this spot for three years it's never moved yeah Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Your friend is trying to send you messages that you're so consumed by the grief. We don't ever get that chance to get that back back again with them, love. But the one thing I can tell you is that the love that you two shared between one another, that goes beyond boundaries, love. There's no limitations to that. And they would certainly not want for you to... um, Okay, I've got something to tell you in two seconds. They wouldn't want to see you being this consumed by guilt um the one thing that i keep hearing all the time is ask for evidence i feel like at this point you um would really like to you would really like to connect with them ask your friend to come through in a way that will not so much prove to you but at this point you feel incredibly lonely very isolated and this friendship that you have with this person made you always feel like you that you mattered that you matter to someone and that's what you're, I feel like is what you're really missing at this point is feeling like you matter to someone. Um, yeah. It was like you two just knew each other without even having to communicate and that has been truly beautiful. Now that line of communication, love, if you learn to develop that, you are going to be able to connect with him on a day-to-day basis all the time. You are getting shown certain memories at the moment of some of the, I'm going to call them down moments where um, I know I can get with some of my girlfriends 
uh, one in particular, and we can do the dumbest shit, and then we sit there and we laugh hysterically as into why the hell did we even consider doing that? We just knew it wasn't going to go well, but we still had to do it anyway. I yeah. feel like you have memories like that that are starting to come up, and that is evidence that he is in your world to remind you that even though he's not there, you have a collection of some amazing memories. If you only focus on knowing that the rest of your life is not going to be there with you in a physical form, you are going to, one, cut your life short. Two, the healing process that you're going through is going to be hindered drastically because of the yeah. truth that you're going through. Whereas if you allow yourself to actually... The, and these memories are coming through for a reason to remind you of these crazy, fun times to lift your energy back up, to remind you that you were so incredibly fortunate to have someone that was just got you and then let you make you feel like you mattered. That's amazing, love. Some people don't have that opportunity and you had. And that those memories you are going to be able to cherish forever. And no one's going to be able to take those funny moments away from you. They're not going to be able to stop and take that laughter away that you used to share together, the love that you had, that connection that you had. No one can ever take that away. So allow yourself to focus on those things. It's going to help lift your energy up and the healing process for your back surgery is going to... I have a question through. because after I had the back surgery actually done, it was the next day... I remember waking up and after anesthesia and everything was wearing off, it, it's like I could sense there was someone in the room with me, but no one was as physically. But I could see the light. Yeah. I could see it, but all of a sudden it was like I felt somebody thump me on my big toe, and I'm like, okay, if that's you, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm wondering, is that just the medicine that why I felt that, or was it actually something? But isn't that the kind of sense of humor that person had? It was, but I just was trying to figure out, okay, is this the medicine that's making me think this? No, no. That's what happens. The logical mind, whenever we start um, having experiences like that, the logical mind, the conscious logical mind will want to jump in and interject and go, well, I couldn't see it clearly. Um, it was just a feeling. And, I, and then you'll go, well, I had drugs. And we start to discount and deny the truth of what was really there. You had a beautiful energy in your room. This person carried on exactly the way that this friend did. Um, because so I no keep finding things like peacock feathers. Peacocks don't <laughs> exist where I'm at. I mean, they do, but they're nowhere around that's me. That's what I was trying to say to you. He is giving you evidence that he is in your world all the time, but you are not, you're not wanting to allow yourself to see that because you're so consumed by the guilt. If you remove that guilt and every time you see one of those feathers, and the, and the reason I had to laugh is because my father sends me feathers all the time. Now, sometimes I can go out the front. I and just think, don't know I how. I don't know how to let that guilt go. I mean, I know in my heart, I know in my soul, and I know my heart's desire is to help others who are grieving and went through what I went through. And I've had experiences telling others of their loved ones that I didn't even know. And I was so on point with it, I freaked myself out. 
<laughs> every day, every day I, I go to God and I thank him and I thank the angels, but I thank God most of all because he carries me. He carries me each and every day and that he's allowing me and giving me this gift that I, I'm knowing in my heart it's from him. I just don't know how to let go of what I need to to move forward and be what he needs me to be. It's just hard. I feel like there is a part in your head that as much as you have been great at helping other people, there's a part somewhere in your mind that feels that your pain is more than someone else's because other people aren't going to be able to understand. And that is really prevalent of grief. The one thing I can tell you of is my father has been gone 21 years and yet there is still, there's not a day that I don't think about him all the time. Certain parts of grief are never going to go away. You know, and, and learning to accept that is, that's all it is. It's just an acceptance. But you can look at the grief. You've got two choices, love. You can either look at the grief and be consumed by all the things that you didn't get with them. Or you can look at all of the beauty that you had and shared with that person and have those memories to recall back on for the rest of your life. Yes, ma'am. So it becomes down to your choice. So the next time, the moment that you feel all of this grief coming up, immediately shift your focus and bring through a funny experience or a beautiful story. And know that that's going to bring up tears, but the tears are going to be different. The tears are going to be come from a place of joy and happiness and gratitude of having someone so beautiful invited into your world to be part of your journey here. Whereas when we get consumed by grief, all we start thinking about is all the things we don't have. And that so these experiences, will they, will, will these experiences get stronger? The, yeah. The, yeah, because you start to the see grief them more. Is, is, yeah, that's right. Because you'll start to see them more. Yeah, and ask that, you know, if, if you question if, if that is him bringing through a message, ask the question. And say, is this you? And and then something immediately will happen to indicate that, yes, that is that person. Okay? And you'll just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And when you're not used to doing this, it is natural to allow doubt to come through. So it's just about consistency. The more times that you see certain things, it's more about collecting the evidence that you are on point. Okay? I just want to get past this. It will. Just shift your shift your focus and know that certain elements of grief are always going to be there. You can't have loved someone that much and just think just because they're not here, all of that just stops. It doesn't. But we can project it. It's like I consume myself in it, though. I mean, in my truck, I have his cap that actually came off of him. And it's like I, I can't let it out of my sight. I can't go to bed without you know, praying or, or talking to him. It's like he, he just, it consumes my whole, my whole day 24-7. And, it you know, and, and I, I don't want it to do that anymore. Then, then give yourself permission to surrender to those. Because that's only fear, love. When, when, when someone passes, the biggest fear is, will I, ever, will I stop thinking about that person? And we as humans, we freak out at the thought that, you know, this person could go, I've loved them so much. What if all of a sudden I went one whole day without thinking about them? Oh, I'd be such a bad person. No. Yeah. 
you're not supposed to be consumed by fear. You're not supposed to be consumed by guilt because that's all it is. You're bringing yourself. You, you're not consumed by the, the grief. You're consumed by guilt. So I just want to be able to close my eyes and be at peace that he's okay. Well, you know he is, love. So it's only you allowing yourself to think differently. You know he's perfectly okay. He's sending you messages all the time to let you know that he's okay. So let your mind believe that and sit in a space and allow that feeling of peacefulness to come up. Now, if the shoe was on the other foot and you had been the person that passed and you could see your friend doing this to them, how would it make you feel? I would not want him to go through what I'm going through. So do you think that's exactly what he wants for you? Yes, ma'am. So just remember that. He's one of your closest friends. He's someone that shared so much about you. He wouldn't want you to go through this. And the love that you guys shared together goes beyond just a human existence. So let he's yourself okay. feel that love. Yes, he's fine, Tom. That's why he sends you these messages all the time because you keep asking the question, but you don't see the answer because you don't want to, because you want to make yourself stay in guilt. Unconsciously, you're doing this, love. Yeah, because so, every day it's like, if you know, if I could have done this or I could have done that. And the day of my surgery, when torture. I went to sleep, I was like, okay, this is my chance. You know, God's going to come and he's going to tell me and I'm going to get to tell him I'm sorry. And See how that's all based on guilt? Your grief is consumed by the guilt. We don't ever get to... Sometimes you're never going to get those opportunities to ask those questions of, but you could ask different questions that are, you know, God, I was so lucky to have shared this time with this person. God, I was so lucky to have shared and have this memory with that person. God, I am so incredibly grateful that I had someone to be able to share that part of my journey with. And the moment you start asking those kind of questions, it's going to help shift how you feel emotionally. Okay. All right. So just give yourself permission to let go of the guilt. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and you'll find your grief will start to dissipate. But the memories are always going to be there, darling. So remember that. Yes, ma'am. All right, then, sweetheart. Well, you take good care, and I wish you all the best, all the best, and, and um, allow yourself that permission to heal. Okay. Okay. Thank you. you. Thank you, Michael. You're very welcome. Be blessed. Much love to you. And Rachel, we're all out of time, but what a beautiful show. Thank you so much. It's great, great, great. Um, you know, your talk with callers that was awesome help. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And thank you to all the callers for coming in. I've really enjoyed being on the show today. So I wish everyone a wonderful week. And just remember, new moon, set intentions about the things that you do want to invite into your world. So I will see you all again next week. Yes, you will. Okay, take care, Rachel. Have a great week and a great Wednesday. All righty. Much love to you. I've got to wrap up. Uh, Everybody will see you in two hours. Much love to all the listeners that can hear my voice. And we will see you again in two hours with Media Michelle Fletcher.